0: It is more important, now than ever, for families to instill the values they want into their children and equip them to make better choices in life. Timeless Truths will inspire you to do just that. Thank you to my friend, Daryl Rolark, the recording artist, composer, and producer of this music called Beautiful Soul. Good day. Welcome to the first episode of Timeless Truths for 2024. This is episode 26, and it is called All Things New. Happy New Year, and I wish you blessings for this upcoming year. This is often the time where people think of New Year's resolutions to start off the new year in a better way. It may be to lose weight, exercise more, eat healthier, These are all good things, and definitely do them if you feel inclined to do so. But I want to challenge you on something else, too. Instead of just focusing on yourself, I want to encourage you to spend more time focusing on God. How do you do that, you might ask? I will point you in that direction with some ideas. All scriptures that I say are from the New King James Version, unless I note it otherwise. Scripture, that is the Word of God, that is the Bible, says that God makes all things new. Making this year new and becoming more closely connected to God is a most important thing. This is a great way to start off the new year. Revelation twenty-one five says Behold, I make all things new. And this is Jesus talking, and it is in context of Jesus talking about his kingly reign after he creates the new heaven and the new earth after his thousand-year reign. But Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever as in Hebrews 13, 8. So it means that he can make all things new for us today as well. It is a wonderful way to start off the new year with the Lord, making all things new in your life. What do you want new in your relationship with the Lord? How would you like to get there? What has He been speaking to you recently? What has He put in your heart? let me encourage you with some ideas. I am listing these into categories and I'm posting all of these in the show notes so you'll be able to have that list available to you as well. So I want you to take a look at this list, listen to the recording maybe a few times, and sit in the presence of God and ask him, to show you what he would like you to focus on this year with regard to developing a closer relationship with him. So I'm going to give you five points with some specifics for each, and this will help guide you in that direction. Number one is spend more time with God. You know, the Lord can speak to your heart when you abide with him, and abiding with him means spending time in his presence. You can just be sitting there and listening for him to talk to you. It can be you telling him things that are in your heart. But it's just that one-on-one communication with God, and that's abiding with him. And Jesus went to specific places to meet with the Father. So I want to encourage you to develop a secret place. Now, if you've never heard of this before, a secret place is a place that you set aside to meet with God. It can be a specific room, an area in a room, a chair, or other specific location. It's where you go to have that one-on-one time with God. And not that you can't talk to God anywhere, because you can, but there's something special about meeting God in a specific place. Jesus did it. He went up onto the mountains. He got away by himself, and and he went to places that were important, and that's where he met with the Father. This is Jesus talking. He said, but you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in the secret place, and to your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So I just want to call your attention to that phrase, but to your father who is in the secret place. And that means when you're having that special meeting with God, asking him for specific things. Ask him. It's where it's you and him and it's a time set aside where you can really talk to the father. And if you really would like to know more about a secret place, I would like to call your attention to a book. It is called Seeds of Wisdom on the secret place. And it's by Mike Murdoch. You can order that from his website. So it's Mike Murdoch, M-U-R-D-O-C-K. And it's called Seeds of Wisdom on the Secret Place. Another thing to spend more time with God is to read the word of God more just pour yourself into the Bible, determine that you want to learn more, read more, study more this year. There are some ways you can read the Bible through in a year. There are different reading plans that you can do, and you can also do it on audio and listen to, you know, the Bible being read through in a year. What a great way to do that and start that off right here at the beginning of the year. And you can have increased praise and worship time. That doesn't need to just be at church, but you can do it at home. I like praise and worship. I put praise and worship on, and I sing my heart to the Lord. And it's going to make you a lot stronger. And there's two scriptures that support that. Number one is, in his presence is fullness of joy. And that's Psalm 1611. And the other is, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Nehemiah 8:10. So it means that in the presence of God, you will find your strength, and you'll find it through joy. You can sit quietly in God's presence and listen for Him to talk to you. There's so much that's so important with not just talking to God, but listening. Listen for Him to be able to speak to you and tell you things that are important. Seek clarity in the mission God has for your life. This is a great time to start doing that. Lord, what do you want me to accomplish this year? What do you have as a mission for me? And seek that he gives you clarity on what that is. You can ask God for his wisdom. And James 1.5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. And what it says is if you want wisdom, ask God, and he will give it to you. It doesn't say he might. No, he will give it to you. Ask for wisdom, and he will give it to you. Seek new revelation from the Holy Spirit. And you don't know what it is because you want him to tell you what it is. Just seek his revelation. And this is John 16, 13, and it says, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. Don't you want to know what you need to do this year? I do. I want God's guidance to, to point me in the right direction. Because if you spend all kinds of time doing something, and it's not God's will. It's not going to be fruitful. It's not going to be what he really wants for your life. So ask for that revelation to come. Point two is your prayer life. It is so important that you pray protection over your family. And this includes your your homes, your pets, your possessions, your finances, your car when you travel. Just pray over all of those things. When my husband was alive, he never let me out of the house unless he prayed over me. And I knew I was under prayer cover. So husbands, pray over your wife and your children. And if you are a mom alone, pray over your children. It is so important that you pray protection over your family. Psalm 91 is great. Pray protection over your family. I know Rick Renner, and I quote him a lot. He says that he wouldn't let his family out the door unless they all say Psalm 91, and it's their family protection. Another scripture that I often quote when i'm praying protection is isaiah 54:17 and it says no weapon formed against you will prosper but i make it personalized no weapon formed against me will prosper so i know lord that my family is going to be safe today i pray protection over my family because no weapon formed against them will prosper because no weapon formed against me will prosper i thank you in jesus' name And that's how I use that verse. And pray more heartfelt prayers. It's not just repeating words and just saying quick to to get them said. It's really having it come from your heart. And James 5.16 says, The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Fervent prayer is heartfelt prayer. And God looks at your heart. That's what's important to him, what's in your heart. So make sure that your prayer comes from your heart. It's not just quickly said, but it's, you know, in the secret place or in a special time or before you leave. But it's heartfelt. It's you talking to God. And also fasting and praying with an intent to hear from God is really important. I know my church is starting that on January 2nd, and we're going to fast and pray corporately. And that is incredible when you have that corporate anointing over fasting and praying. This verse, Matthew 6, 17 to 18, uh, and this is Jesus talking. And I've said this before, but now look at this in relation to fasting and praying. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So fasting and praying is is personal. It's from your heart, between you and God. So it's not outwardly saying, well, I can't go out and eat because I am fasting. Well, eat within your fast. And there's ways that you can do that, but it's secret between you and God. It's It's not something to Tell everybody, I'm fasting. No, it's in secret. It is from your heart to God. Point three, church life. Be faithful in attending church with your family. It is critical that you go to church and set that example for your family and bring them there. Bring them to church. And it's important to pray And it's important to spend time in the word, but it's also extremely important that you are there with fellow believers. Hebrews 10.25 says, do not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. We need to be together. We encourage one another. We can pray for one another. Being together as the body of Christ is really critical. So if you're not faithfully attending church, that is a great Thing to do to begin this new year and serve somewhere in your church. it is called the Ministry of Helps, and that is actually out of first corinthians twelve twenty eight and let me read. and God hath set some in the church first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gift of healings, helps, governments. Diversities of tongues. And that is 1 Corinthians 12 28. That's in the King James Version. But in there is helps. And what helps is, is all of the different ministries in your church that help the pastor, that help the church, that help the body of Christ. And it can be serving in children's church. You can be an usher. You can help serve in the kitchen. You can be on the prayer team. Whatever those are, that is the ministry of helps. And it is a worthy calling. It is really worthy. I am called to Children's Church, and I have served in Children's Church for about 28 years. It's where I felt the Lord called me, and I've remained. And I've remained. And it's a calling. It's calling to be there. Some of those children that I had so many years ago are now serving in children's church, and they're serving in other ministries in the church. They saw what we did, and they participated. And it is just amazing when you see children grow and become someone in the body of Christ that is special, and they serve in those capacities. Ensure your children attend Children's Church and serve there as needed. It might be once a month. It might be every other week. But if your children are getting ministered by people who are serving by teaching them, assist them. That is an incredible thing for you to do, and it's good for your children to see. I know so many of the children in Children's Ministry today that were young in our church— their parents were in children's church and they followed in their footsteps. It is an incredible calling. And you can be part of a small group in your church if they have them. Uh, some some of those groups are called life groups or our church is called connect group. But if you have a small group, join that. That is where you can have, you know, a smaller group of people, whether you meet in person or over Zoom or however you do that, you have them to pray with and you have them to to connect with. And that's why it's called a connect group or a life group. You do life together in a small group. Your tithes and offerings are really critical A tithe, to be clear, is 10% of your gross income. A tithe is 10%, a tenth, but it means of all of your income, that's before taxes, 10% of your income. Offerings are additional giving beyond and after the tithe. Because if you don't tithe, you're not offering. So what I'm really saying is if you think you're tithing, but it's not 10% of your gross income, and you offer... You can't say I'm tithing and offering. You're still offering. You haven't reached the tithe first. Does that make sense? So 10% of your gross income is the tithe. Offerings are anything beyond that. And after you've given that tithe. And the verse that supports this, and there's many, but this one is Malachi 3.10. And bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the window of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. But the Lord he's saying, bring your tithes into the storehouse. That's into your church. That's into the body of Christ. And he says, try me now in this. He will open the windows of heaven over you and pour out a blessing into your life. It just will be overflowing. There will not be enough room to contain it. But give that tithe. You need to do the tithe first. Point four, actions you can take. Make a decision that you're going to deepen your relationship with the Lord this year. Oh, how important that is. It's just it's something between you and God. I know I'm doing that this year. I want to have a deeper relationship with God. I want to hear from him more. I want him to point me in the right direction for the will that he has for my life. This is really important to me this year, and it may be just as important to you. Think on that. Do you want a deeper relationship with the Lord? Oh, that is an incredible goal. And things you can do, journal the things that the Lord has revealed to you. I do that. I have for years. If I feel that the Lord is telling me to do something, I write it down. I document those things. And on my website, there's a free offering on three different things, and one of them is on how to do a journal. So if you're not really sure how to do a journal on the things the Lord's revealing to you, uh, just go to my website, which is drchris.co, and there's an email registration for uh, signing up for three videos, and they will just come in order, but one of them is on how to do a journal. And another action you can take is to join a Bible study group. So if your church does not have a small group, join a Bible study group. And point number five, do something special for the Lord if you feel he has called you for it. He might have given you an idea for a book or a new song to write. If you feel the Lord's put that on your heart, do it. Put it in your planner. Make sure you schedule it but do it. Don't put it off. When the Lord would give me something, which oftentimes became a book, I would get a phrase or a few words or a scripture, and I would go to the computer and I'd write it down. I didn't know what it meant at the time, but I knew the Lord was giving me something, so I would write it down. And over time, he gave me more and more information on it, and it developed sometimes into an entire book, just from a few words that he gave me. So when you get something from the Lord, do it, don't put it off. And doing it might just be to start with writing it down, writing it in your journal, but then pursue it. Ask the Lord, what do you want this to be? The first book that I ever got were three words, and I didn't know what it meant, but I wrote them down. I journaled them. And I put them on my computer. And one morning, I felt like the Lord said, arise and write. Well, the only thing that he would have given me were these three words. So I went to my computer. I turned it on. And he just inspired me. He gave me scriptures. He gave me information. Pretty soon, it was a paragraph. Then it was a whole chapter. And then I kept after it. Once I had one chapter written, it's like, Lord, what's next? And he gave me more. And I wrote the next do it. If the Lord is giving you something, do it. It could be someone you need to minister to. It could be somewhere he's called you to volunteer, like at a Christian women's shelter or a children's hospital. If he has put those on your heart to do, do it. Do it. We are supposed to be out there, out there for the Lord and do those things that he's called you to do. So I'd like to close with an inspiration to you. Review this list uh, from the written show notes. Listen to it from the podcast and journal the things that are important to you. Spend time with God and ask him what he would like you to focus on this year. I've done that already and I know what I need to do. Then make it your goal to do it. Write these things in your day planner and And it could just be at the top of each week and whatever works best for you, however you do planning. And I'm going to do a session very soon on how to plan and how to handle use of a day planner, but put it in your planner that these are things that you need to do. So I really want to encourage you to focus more on your relationship with God this year. Bye-bye for now, and I will see you next week. Happy New Year to all of you. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Timeless Truths podcast with me, Dr. Christine Van Horn. I hope that you have been inspired and have found this discussion helpful in guiding your family please check out my website at drchris.co for additional resources or contact me at chris at drchris.co. See you next week.